Oh, what is up, everybody? And happy Thursday. And let me fix my microphone. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, man. We are back again for another Hard Rock Lunchbox. It is uh, season, season eight. My God. My God. I cannot believe it. Uh, for those of you that will be watching this on the top 20 in two weeks, you'll see I have a new hat. I have a white hat, which I should not have a white hat. But what, what happened was um, I get a lot of stuff from VC Ultimate. They do, uh, they support a lot of Ultimate Frisbee teams and stuff like that. And um, I, I've gotten merch from them over the years. And what they did is they had like a grab bag. They were like, hey man, for like 15 bucks, I think it was, like you can have like two hats. And I was like, cool, I do that. They sent me my red hat that I was wearing just to piss off my drummer. Um, that was funny because it amused me. Uh, I didn't realize why I was pissing him off, but it did piss him off. And uh, are you guys hearing a thump? Is that just me? <laughs> I don't know, is it a thump? can't, I can't quite, oh, I found it, <laughs> I don't even know how, how to explain what that was, I, I have a, yeah, never mind, <laughs> it's not even worth trying to explain, so anyway, so the red hat, the reason it was pissing Noodle off so much, is he thought it was like a Trump hat, because it was red, and I was like, really, <laughs> let's, I guess we've lost the color red to the to the wrong fight. I thought that was pretty surprising. Uh, for those of you that uh, are interested in such a thing, I will be discussing uh, social and political things later today on the show. I know I said I wouldn't, but <laughs> too many stupid things keep happening, so <laughs> we'll be discussing some of that. But uh, so anyway, the second hat I got in that bundle was a white hat. So I decided that I'm just going to leave my white hat down here. So if anybody has any objections to the white hat, please uh, feel free to let me know. You can reach the uh, chat by going to hardrocklunchbox.com and clicking the link, or you can go directly there to 99wnrr.com and see all the stuff that's uh, that's going on over there. Um, so we've got a few things to talk about. Let's... Uh, Let's talk about the basics. The, the, let's cover. Let's cover all our housekeeping, shall we? Let's. Uh, let's. Oh, by the way, yeah, we never did figure out who that was last week. Okay, yep. Join the chat. Find out what that's about, or don't. But that's fine. I, I have a white hat. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, so the top twenty, a new top twenty, is out today. That is basically the top twenty minutes of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, in which we are doing that, like right now, but like two weeks ago. So it's like, when will then be now? Uh, the episode is a, is a pretty good one. It talks about like the Capitol Police uh, when they were being accused of recording, uh, reading right from a Pelosi script as opposed to, I don't know, maybe having a prepared statement. Uh, and uh, we're talking about like the passing of musicians because Dusty Hill from ZZ Top had just died. And sort of like lamenting the necessarily darker world that remains once those specific points of light, blah, 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 blah. It's a good, it's a good top 20. I don't think it's as good as the one from last week, but I would watch them both and then compare them. But don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. I answer every single comment on there eventually at some point. Uh, usually pretty quick, but not always. So feel free to leave a comment um, if you want to see what the top 20 actually looks like, especially if I have props like this. 
Um, in Bacon is my podcast news, uh, they have a new interview out with Action Adventure Band from Monday. They have uh, seven questions with, I think it's Rhett Titus. He's a wrestler. Uh, that's what it says. I don't know him. I know very little about wrestling. Uh, but more important than that, <laughs> my long-awaited, basically it was my podcast, uh, seven questions, basically the pre-interview uh, came out, I guess, yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday was Wednesday. Yeah. Um... I don't want to toot my own horn, but if you want to see a really good seven questions, I would check it out. I don't know how many of you guys, uh, I know there's a lot of crossover, obviously, between the Hard Rock Lunchbox, the Top 20, and the Bacon of My Podcast stuff. It is a ridiculously stupid interview, but like, exactly what you would kind of expect. I don't honestly remember most of it, because it, I feel like it was months ago, and I actually watched it, and I... I didn't remember some of the stuff. Like, once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was probably it. Um, but <laughs> the the seven questions that they do. So they do they do an interview, right? And that's usually like an hour or whatever. In my case, seven hours. And then what they do to start every show or every interview, they do seven questions, which is basically like, let's just get to know them real quick. And it's your take on like seven um, kind of outside of the box questions, like not your, what's your name, but like stuff like how many pillows are the right amount of pillows. Um, but one of the questions is what is the correct pizza order? And I have a lot to say on that. Like I like pizza. I am also cursed by the fact that I really can't have pizza all that often because as gluten goes, uh, pizza is one of the most glutinous things there is because gluten is really the protein bond that makes breads strong. Um, so like I, if I'm gonna have a bread with gluten in it, like I gotta kind of aim for like sourdough and stuff, but I really need to stay away from like pizzas and bagels. So if you think about it, like they have a bunch of, uh, like it needs a lot of strength, especially if you're gonna like pile a bunch of stuff on. But I did say what my, what I believe to be the actual correct pizza order is, but I did caveat it a little bit because there are some things that are true in the Northeast, and there are some things that are true not in the Northeast about pizza, and I think that those those things really do have, really do matter. But uh, one of the caveats I had added was right here, and it's just like a little teaser, so you guys can listen to it and see if it's something you want to listen to. But this was uh, this was my after answer about the correct pizza order. But and I experienced this at the Jersey. Shore Festival, mm -hmm. uh, you've experienced this as well. Yes. Uh, we're at 2 a.m. on the Jersey Boardwalk. The correct answer is any pizza order. Any. <laughs> and you will pay anything for it. Indeed. And wait for how long. Because I remember ordering it from yeah, that guy, man. and I'm like, how late are you guys open? How late are you guys going to be hungry? Right. Like, so, in my opinion, that is the correct answer, right? 2 a.m. on the Jersey Shore, what is your correct pizza order? And the answer is any any pizza order any order that involves pizza that you can receive and then consume is uh is totally totally the um totally the way to go now there's a bunch of other questions in there so i do suggest you check it out and and enjoy the episode for yourself by the way they do this with every guest so if you kind of like this format um like like it's it's usually a very quick thing like my interview my pre-interview is about 18 minutes long and they edited the F out of it because we just talked way too much. And by we, I mean me. Um, 
but normally they're like 12 minutes. It's like a real quick thing, and you get like a taste of who you're going to be seeing on the Monday interview. It's actually a really good, like you can decide right there and then like, oh, is this going to be interesting on Monday? And then you can make the decision. And generally speaking, I find that it's a good icebreaker and you kind of understand what you're getting into for the Monday interview. Now, the main question, obviously it's Bacon is my podcast, so they have a question regarding uh, regarding Bacon. And they, they, they offer up options for like what bacon actually is. Now I am a big believer in bacon. Not only is there not gluten in it, but bacon is also delicious. It actually makes me feel really bad because every time I really do consider pulling back on the, you know, the animals that I consume uh, and try and shift more towards plant-based stuff, like one of the few foods I think I would like really truly miss on a regular basis would be bacon and I try not to overeat the bacon I really don't like I'm, I'm kind of good with like two pieces I'm big with the bacon flavor and I just I don't I don't need it to be I don't need it to be like like huge to be the star like sometimes like less is more and I feel like like bacon is 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 kind of like that and um, my argument was that bacon is the main thing Anytime you're ordering bacon, bacon is the star. It's the main thing. And I honestly think my argument for it was a really strong one. And I, I really pulled it completely out of my ass. But ever since, I have I have leaned into it. And I think this is right. And you can you can listen here and let me know what you think. I, he was asking. What are the options again? <laughs> so is it an is it an appetizer? Is, no, is, is it, it a topping? A topping. A side. Or a main course. course. Yeah, I don't consider it to be a topping at all. I mean, you could do bacon bits if you want to be like that guy. Don't but like, guy. when it's like a bacon cheeseburger, like there's a reason it's first in the name, right? You know what I mean? It's not a burger okay. cheese bacon. Right, so it's not a burger cheese bacon. It is absolutely a bacon cheeseburger. It is a bacon lettuce and tomato. It is a bacon egg and cheese. It's first for a reason. You don't think whenever you go to a law firm, they put like the newest partner first, like, you know, Fellini and Barnes or Salino and Barnes, I don't even know. I got them. Whatever those are, I assure you, the first name in there is the most important name in there, and that is basically the way it is with bacon. And you can disagree because in America you are free to be wrong anytime you want. But if you want to hear the rest of that and further explanation of my t my take on bacon, it's on Strangerhood TV right now. While you're there, you can catch that. Uh, you can catch the top twenty. And you can catch the, the Red Titus seven questions and then my interview. And I honestly don't even know how much of my interview is actually going to be on the Bacon is My podcast this Monday. But I know that some of it's going to be. So check that out. Let me know what you think. Like I said, leave comments in the uh, right on Strangerhood TV and YouTube and uh, we'll answer them. And uh, is that true? Salino and Barnes broke up. They're not they're not a thing anymore. Bacon is expected all the time. Like, I don't want to argue with the chat, like, flat out, but, like, I, I will. So. <laughs> so, speaking of being wrong all the time, uh, and being free to be wrong all the time, um, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the country politically. I mean, I could talk about the Cuomo stuff, I could talk about the Blasio, and how just, I wish he would just go away, but... I really think it's important under the veil of what's going on with COVID and school restarting. And as we start to slide, I know it's, we have a heat advisory, but do realize that fall is coming and then winter comes after that. Um, 
Before that, though, I do want to point out that I realized something yesterday. I realized that I am, I am at the age now, age, weight, and size, that I have been using my phone. I have always thought that the phone, like the, you know, smartphones, I, I don't use my phone hardly ever. I, I almost never talk on it. I mean, it's good for communication and stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't use it all that often. Um, but I have always said that the phone is like the single greatest Swiss Army knife tool. I love that it has a flashlight on it. Like that to me was just, that, that was a game changer. Cause I used to carry little pocket flashlights with me when I would tour because so I could see in the back of my uh, gear and stuff like that. Uh, and the fact that as a camera, like I'm not really, I don't take a lot of pictures, but a lot of times I see stuff and it's like, I just want to take this, not so much the, to you know, see it later, but to actually share it and be like, look what I just saw, it's cool. It's, I think that's why I resonate so well with like Instagram and stuff like that. But I have found that I have been using my, my smartphone, my digitally connected to satellites and the world smartphone, more for one particularly disgusting thing than anything else. I have been using it lately to confirm and analyze uh, cysts of acne on my back. Now, before you pass any judgment whatsoever, I realized I could go upstairs to like one of the bathrooms and like try and take a look. And the, the, that's why I'm saying like my, my weight and size have now affected that, that I just can't really, and it's much easier for me to take a back selfie real fast and just uh, then, you know, look in like, what are we doing? Is it something that's poppable? Is it just going to be a cyst? Is it a cut? Is it... Is it a chigger? I mean, I think that's a down south thing. We want to make sure there's no ticks back there, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anybody else does that, but like, um, I had that realization. And I actually wrote it down, <laughs> but I'll stop grossing everybody out now. I want to talk about really what's going on uh, in the south specifically with COVID and the Delta variant, because uh, I don't, I'm not interested at all in really convincing anybody anymore that COVID is a, is a thing. I don't care if you get the vaccine. All I really care about is if you do your due diligence and learn about it and make them make a smart decision for yourself. Uh, I'm a little concerned with uh, the way uh, kids are being handled in this because kids obviously don't have their own say uh, and they're pretty much doing whatever their parents uh, tell them to do. And uh, it was funny, like, What's going on in Florida specifically, because uh, Death by DeSantis, their their governor, is like just a horrible person and just a just the awfulest representation of political like panhandling and just so he's such a douche. He like of all the governor, like I I think Christy Noem is disgusting. Like I whatever you know all the stuff that Andrew Cuomo was doing, I think was terrible and stuff like that. Uh, I yet to find him to be disgusting. I just, you know, he's got a lot of problems, but like he, like there are so many governors out there that are just awful, awful people and they're just pandering and they're playing politics. And it's so, it's so transparent to anybody that actually just watches. And I think that that is the part that's really bothering me the most. Like the Rolling Stone article from over the weekend, not that Rolling Stone is like a bastion of news. It was just the the, the title of the, the article was the best because it was like, you know, basically like while Florida has the highest hospitalization rate of children, 
uh, DeSantis is still fighting against mask mandates at the local level for, for, for the schools. And now he is he is looking to he's looking to try and strip school boards of their pay if they institute mask mandates. A couple of the school boards have been like, yeah, I don't give a shit, dude. Like you're an ass. This is stupid. This is a local issue. We have local hotspots. We have local infections, and we're going to do this, which I find funny because DeSantis himself and the GOP in particular are always all talking about like executive power and executive overreach, and they were furious with all the stuff that Obama used to do, and blah 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 blah, and blah 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 blah, and here he is making this executive level decision for all the localities. Like, yeah, it's not the United States talking to states, but it's the states. Talking down to the talking down to the localities, the towns and communities. Like this is something that Republicans traditionally argue against, and yet they're exactly doing it. Now, what you could do is you could just say, "Yeah, man, figure it out locally," instead of having a mandate from the top. And that works both ways because he could have a top-down mask mandate saying everybody has to wear a mask, and those same people should argue against that because they don't like the top executive level telling them what to do. But that's exactly what he's doing. He's telling them they cannot do something. It's the same thing. And you know, and, and what's going on is that the, the, the even the child hospitalization rates are through the roof. They're the highest in the country. Florida is leading the nation in COVID cases. And people still argue like, well, you know, it's 99% survivable. That's not true anymore. It's actually dropped to 97% survivable, which still sounds great. But that's 3% of people that are going to die simply because the governor said you can't, you can't force these people to wear a mask. The governor in Tallahassee, the armpit of Florida, is deciding that for, I don't know, the south of Florida, like Miami-Dade. It's a, If you've ever driven through Florida, like it's a long state. They have very different things going on in very different places. And that... That is so important, but the hypocrisy of just like, no, you can't do that, but I have spoken like, and not in a cool Mandalorian way is really kind of a problem. And the reason it's pushing it over the top for me today is because as even though Florida, in my opinion, is the hot spot and, and, and like in the spotlight and all that other stuff and everything's going wrong, I just want to advise you of like one kind of thing, like the thing, the state to watch right now is Mississippi. And I would never argue that in a normal kind of situation. But the reason, the reason Mississippi, I think, is your bellwether right now in this, in this state to watch is because the governor there, whose name I cannot recall, but it's probably something stupid. No offense. Not all offense. I don't, I don't care. He... Uh, proclaimed from his pulpit that everything was fine in Mississippi. There is no problem. There is no there there. Everything is under control. And now he has left the state to go to a GOP. That's the Republican like national level fundraiser. Just kind of hang out with his butt buddies in the Republican Party and think of new ways to say nothing is happening. While he did that, um, the state level director of the hospitals in Mississippi, specifically in Jackson, which is the capital, and the, the biggest hospital in Jackson, held a press conference. They held a press conference to say uh, that the hospital system in Mississippi is, quote, days away from failure. Days. Days away from failure. And that doesn't mean, and he was very clear, he's like, that doesn't mean that we aren't going to try and help as many people as we possibly can. 
But what it does mean is that they are so full with COVID patients, especially in Jackson, that they have moved the the child, uh, the children are taking up the ICU, and they have now moved teenagers into a couple of the uh, operating rooms, a couple of the and and the emergency rooms, and that's great. And 97% of these kids are going to be just fine, and that's exactly what we want. I'm not wishing death on children. You could argue that their parents are being irresponsible, and that could be a problem, but. They, these kids will be fine. They're going to be, they're, hopefully they're going to be spending weeks in there. There might be some long haul issues and long COVID and stuff like that. That's still being figured out. But what's happening right now is that normal people, regular people that are arriving in ambulances because of heart attacks, because of strokes, all kinds of other stuff are being turned away. They're being turned away because the hospitals are full. That's happening now. And we're still days away from failure. In fact, Mississippi is in such a bad place that they have requested and have now officially received federal help. Fe like basically like the National Guard for doctors, federal uh, medical management, it's like DMAC, I think is what it's called. And what that means is that there, there are federal reservists, medical doctors, nurses, respiratory, you know, all these people, technicians, they are arriving in Mississippi right now. Federal medical officials are arriving in Mississippi right now. They are going to be setting up uh, temporary facilities in one of the garages in in at, at uh, Jackson Medical, the the, main, the big hospital in Jackson. They're they're setting this up. It'll be housing like fifty some odd people. But we are now as a country, we, me, and you our federal tax dollars and our federal medical personnel are now going to Mississippi to bail them out because their governor said that there is no problem. Now, this is not an opinion. This is not, you know, we should do this or you should do this. This is what is happening today. Federal people on the federal level, from the federal level that we as a nation are paying for, New Yorkers, Californians, a lot of people that are doing their due diligence and doing their job are now footing the bill to send medical personnel to Mississippi to bail out our 49th slash 50th educated state in the nation. And that is happening right now. Their governor has left the state to go blow his Republican friends and to talk about how great everything else is going. And that is happening now. And you're going to see that start sweeping through the South because as long as these governors keep their head in the sand so they can just please their, their constituents who, who honestly don't have a scientific stake in it, they just do not want to be locked down again because wearing a mask and not going to concerts and not eating food outdoors is like, is so difficult. And I understand how hard that was and I do not want to see another lockdown. I did not want to see it last as long as it did. But the reality is if you keep denying what's actually happening on the ground every single day, what do you think is going to happen? You can't keep lying to yourself. Be like, there's not a murderer behind me. There's not a murderer behind me. Does that ever work in horror movies? Has it ever worked once? Of course not. And as I said, in my opinion, eloquently the other day, I wish, I wish Governor DeSantis would just stop burying his head 
in the sand like an ostrich. What I really want him to do is bury his head in a bucket of water so we can finally get rid of one of the biggest problems we have in this country. And that's kind of all I had to say about that. I don't think it was political. I think it was social and factual. We can argue about that. Hey, you know I can argue about that. Let's lighten the mood, shall we? I've been digging on this album so hard. I, I, I cannot get enough of it. Um, so I'll just apologize now. But uh, here it comes. It's a little knife fever for you. I know. I said it. Wacka, 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 wacka. <laughs> 